when we typically ask ourselves or ask other people what's sexy to them, we usually get responses such as a particular credit score or a body shape or mm. a car or a house or a career choice. Um, it's usually things outside of ourselves when we think about something being attractive to us or something that's desirable to us or something that's alluring and attention getting. Those are synonyms for the word sexy, alluring, attractive, and desirable. Very rarely, if at all, is mental health on that list. And with the conversations around mental health increasing more and more every day, we turn on TV, we get on social media, athletes are speaking about it, the Olympics is focusing on it now. There's mm-hmm. so many conversations. I remember it was a big deal when the Olympic swimmer Michael Phelps um, talked about his mental health when he got busted for smoking marijuana or whatever the situation was. It's always like it's such a big shocker when someone talks about being depressed or suffering from bipolar disorder or having anxiety, it's always like it's a big shocker. It's so common, though, to talk about physical challenges like cancer or, or AIDS or diabetes. Those have become such common conversations. It triggers immediate compassion. However, when we talk about mental health or mental health challenges, they're not they're becoming common, but there's still a lot of work to do. So now it triggers a uh-uh, what? What's wrong with you? You crazy? You got you on medication? <laughs> mm-hmm. People don't say that to people with cancer, like all the physical things I just mentioned. There's immediate compassion there. So I believe that that needs to happen when people share mental health challenges. So Mental Health is Sexy brand was created in an effort to make the attainment and the sustainment of mental health an alluring, attractive, and desirable thing. So we say attainment and sustainment for two reasons. If somebody has a physical health goal, they change how they eat, they work out, they do things differently to get that goal, right? Whether it's a goal, weight, goal, body type. But let's say they do all that work and then they go back to eating junk food, not going to the gym, drinking, popping beer all the time. So that means all the work they did to attain their goal was for not because they didn't continue to do the work to sustain what they've acquired, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with mental health. So the brand, again, was created in an effort to make the attainment and the sustainment of mental health an alluring, attractive, and desirable thing. So that means once we find out the things that challenge our mental health, whether it's people, environment, past experiences, current life experiences, whatever. Once we identify those things that challenge our mental health, now we learn how to cope with them in a healthy manner or eliminate them or to change those things to attain the mental health goal that we have. And once we've did that, now we're going to implement a routine to help us sustain the mental health goal. So again, same as physical health. So there's three objectives that I work towards to support the mission of my brand. One of them I've already mentioned was to change the narrative around mental health. Mm -hmm. If people can't talk about it, they can't address it, they can't fix it. So we have to make that conversation fun. We have to make it engaging. We have to make it less taboo. Number two is I want to influence the way that mental health services are being delivered. Now, if your listeners been listening from the beginning, you've heard my 
experiences was weren't so pleasant with the mental health services industry uh, from 10 years or so ago. And I doubt that they've changed too much present day. Mm-hmm. So immediately giving out medication, immediately thinking that um, balancing my chemical makeup in my brain is going to fix the symptoms of my mental illness. That's a falsity. That's a fallacy, excuse me. So it's going to treat the symptoms. So I may not feel like harming myself. I may not feel like harming others, but whatever that underlying issue was to get me there, that's still present. The pill didn't fix that. So that's why I'm on a mission to influence the way mental health services are being delivered. Because even though there's a space for clinical treatment, there has to be a more present, more accessible space for alternative therapies as well. And when we say alternative therapies, we're just strictly meaning non-medicinal, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the third and final tenet of my brand or objective of my brand is to erase the stigma around mental illness. Now, we've been talking about that in general for as long as I've been on this earth. Erase right. the stigma around mental illness. Has, hashtag stop the st- Like that has been something going on forever and ever. Amen. However, I haven't seen much change around it. Because we can still have conversations in person, on social media, in different groups, outside of different groups, and people still react a particular way when you say, I suffer with bipolar disorder, or I suffer from anxiety, or I have PTSD from this, or I'm manic depressive. Um, The only mental illness that people can say that they suffer from or that they have that people don't automatically cringe is OCD. Mm. Obsessive compulsive disorder is listed as a mental illness. Mm. When people say I have OCD, people either laugh, people either say, oh, I do too. What do you do? What are your tics? They get curious. Versus if I say, all right, I'm depressed today. All right, well, I'll talk to you later. Lay down. Like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Right. You're not right. curious? You don't want to swap stories? <laughs> like, right. So that's why that third objective in my brain is to erase the stigma around mental illness. Because sometimes people are diagnosed with situations um, or with mental illness on a situational basis. Even former first lady Michelle Obama yeah. Uh, commented about experiencing what she called a little bit a situational depression. Right. So, Which, I mean, and, and that I'm so great, and I'm so grateful that even even if that, which I think there's a lot more to that story than obviously she's mm-hmm. wanting to give, but Absolutely. people people go through it, and I think when you, when you think of mental health and having mental health struggles or challenges, automatically people's assumption is that you know people who have a messed up life or have come through messed up circumstances or who are quote unquote broken are the ones that have mental health issues, but mm-hmm. they, they don't talk about the mental health challenges and the cost of success, the cost of performance, mm, the yes. cost of, and it costs something, you know, it, and this is what you were just mentioning about me and Michael Phelps. So, and, and, and now, you know, some of these Olympic, Olympic athletes are not going to certain events because it's too much for them. And after 2020, you know, you have people disengaging or just not as involved with some of those responsibilities. They got, a, they got a chance to take a break, take self, you know, 
pay attention to their own needs, what they are okay with and what they're not okay with. And so going back into things as if we're back to normal, going back to our old norm, it was never really normal to begin with. And it was Mm -hmm. us pushing ourselves to accommodate and to meet the needs of everybody else except ourselves. And so like when Mm -hmm. I think of myself and like my business, I've established my business so that it, you know, it works for me. I engage when I want, I disengage when I want and choose to, and I give myself enough time being disengaged so that I can recoup myself to be prepared for re-engaging because it's so intense when I'm engaged, you know, on a regular, on a regular work day, I, it takes me two, three hours in the morning just to get my mind right to do the work that I do. And then mm-hmm. I'm dealing with eight to 10 clients. And then on top of that, I'm having to, you know, quote unquote, perform every single time. And then I do the lives and then I do the study group. And so that's just in one work day. Now I can scatter that throughout the week, but I prefer to have full days where I can just be completely disengaged and not being, you know, stressed out or anxious because mm-hmm. for me, it is a very, it's very, it's a lot of anxiety that I have to go through on top of the other pressures. So I'm glad that Mm -hmm. they're starting to talk about this. And I think you're riding on this wave now because mental health is a necessity. It's something that we all should have support for regardless of whether our life is jacked up or not, whether we're being successful or not. And you see these people who are uber successful and they have to disengage and either they do it by choosing not to be as thoroughly involved with events like Enya. Enya lives in a castle overseas and she don't do no public events. She don't do nothing or nothing. While mm-hmm. you have people who like Lady Gaga, who's like involved in all these things, constantly having to perform, constantly having to. And she's been very open and public about her mental health challenges. So it's like, yes. it's nice to hear people talking about how, what they do that they're super good at and successful and people on the outside don't even realize how much they have to go through just to have that level of accomplishment or achievement or success. They have to deal with a lot of mental health challenges as well. Absolutely. And there's two points. So four, we're in 2021. So four to five years ago was around when Michael Phelps first, um, spoke out and said, yeah, this is what's going on. And it helps mm-hmm. me with my depression. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is what I'm doing. I remember seeing how much of a big deal the media made about it. And um, saying to my husband at the time, I said, I've been talking about mental health awareness and this is going to pick up and I need to make sure that I'm in position to help people mm-hmm. who resonate with me. So um, like I said, it's about four or five years ago. So in 2017, I started, like I said, studying and getting certain certifications with the state of Ohio. Um, I took some classes with NAMI specifically to learn how to teach people who are dealing with loved ones um, with uh, mental health challenges, because a lot of times people ignore the caretakers and not just when parents get old. Dealing with a loved one with the mental health challenges, I'm sure that you, you know as well is taxing in itself Mm -hmm. and we can get so consumed with making sure that they're on task that we let our own health fall to the wayside so i took some classes and got an earned a certification um, for that but then in 2019 no end of 2018 is when i attended a workshop by another entrepreneur and it's 
plain as day, the words mental health is sexy as a brand, you know, popped across my head. I'm not the first to put those words together. I'm the first person to trademark it with the U.S. Patent Office to create a whole brand. So let's be clear, I didn't create those words. However, and I honestly didn't even find that out until I got my application approved because I was using the hashtag. And I remember, I think it was Instagram told me it was like used a thousand times or something. I'm like, I know I post that much. So that's what made me start researching like, wow, okay. So I'm not the first to use those words. I'm the first to decide to create something out of that term and to make it mean what I want it to mean. And to, like I said, make it a legitimate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember just saying that, okay, there's needs going to need to be people who look like me to help people through this. Um, it takes all types, right? So I want to be, and I'm carving the lane in the category of being a quote unquote, because I don't believe I am, but to standards, I'm going to say quote unquote, a minority woman um, who advocates and empowering people on how to take charge of their mental health without medication, which involves healing, which involves spiritual work, um, which involves addressing trauma, which involves uh, teaching mindfulness. And actually I just earned um, this week a certification um, and mindfulness. So the mindfulness that I was teaching people prior to taking those classes was all about thought process and speaking intentional and being present in the moment. You know, I, I knew all of that from my personal self-study and living this type of life for 10 years. However, taking these courses and earning this certification opened me up to mindful movement and mindful relationships. So now I have the capacity to teach people those same tenets that I've been living for 10 years, but now add to that, again, things I've been doing, I just didn't know how to name to it, such Mm -hmm. as walking meditation. You know, it's nothing for me to go outside barefoot, stand in the grass. Now, when I go for walk walks, I do put shoes on, Um, but I'm very present. I'm looking at the cardinals. I'm looking at the butterflies. I'm looking at the leaves and their color in the fall. I did not know, though, to put that term together as mindful meditation being present in that moment so again these were things that I was living for 10 years but now I have since people care about these things the piece of paper to say I've studied and been able to demonstrate a competency in a b c d and e so again my mission is to share with as many people as possible of course people who look like me because we are underserved in certain categories but as many people as possible to say hey There are so many alternative therapies, practices, techniques that are available to us, little or no cost, that we can begin to learn and implement in our day-to-day life that will, in fact, help us stay on top of our mental health. Period. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and, and that's, that's, I mean... You got your work cut out. <laughs> you got your work cut out for you. I have been preparing for this. Yeah. Do you hear me? I, like yeah. I said, way, way back. I remember. I, I remember what part of the couch I was sitting on, which TV we were watching in the house. And I said to my husband, people are going to start paying attention. I need to get more serious. And I want to be in position when folks start looking for people like me. Right. So whether it's a speaking engagement whether it's a workshop, whether it's one-on-one coaching, uh, whether it's the workshop, the masterclass built around my book currently and my books in the future, I want to be one of the resources and one of the success stories and one of the people who can relate, right? I have my receipts, I got my scars, I got my, you know, and that's something else too. People always say, oh, you can get your scars fixed. You could do this. 
I don't want to because I need people to see that I'm not just speaking and saying and came up with this grandiose story about how I used to cut myself and was depressed and blah, blah, blah. I need to be able to show people receipts. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I need Mm -hmm. them to see and understand. I'm no different from who you are. I've been where you are. And these are the steps that I took to get to who I am today. Now, that doesn't mean everything is hunky-dory. That means I respond in a healthier way, more consistently than not, to life's challenges. And then over time, as you get older and you get more seasoned on your journey, there's just certain situations you know how to duck, dodge, and and overcome that don't even get to touch you. And on the spiritual side, you do your work. There are just certain situations and and energies that can't even touch you. So that's a whole, you know, another conversation for another day. But I keep these scars as a reminder to myself for how far I've came and as evidence to other people that is possible for them to. You know, and you can always tell when someone is genuine and authentic in their path because having met as many people in the, in whether it's, you know, holistic industry or mm-hmm. spiritual community or, you know, mental awareness and health and relationship coaching industry, like having met, met as many and talked to as many people as I have, you can always tell the people who are genuine and authentic and have receipts because they usually will refer back to their own unique and very personal human experiences. And, mm. you know, the fact that you're just like, these are my scars. Like, these are my receipts. I'm not <laughs> about to, you know, oh, well, you know, it should just be an assumption. No, it should not just be an assumption because you got mm-hmm. so many people running around these days who don't have the receipts, but mm-hmm. speak on stages to Ooh, masses so of people. On. Yeah, come this on. is, I mean, this is, I, I, this is why whenever I put out information or I try to tell anyone anything, I try to, if, if it's available, I try to include a receipt for what I'm saying, just because people, I don't want people to say, Hey, you know, he just thinks he, he knows everything or he's a spiritual or whatever. No, no, I know what I know because this is my experience. This is what I experienced. Mm-hmm. This is how I learned this where I know people who are walking around calling themselves professionals or experts, but they ain't done nothing. None, 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 I mean, I'm like, Hey, you know, you're running around calling yourself a relationship expert. Like, have you ever really had a relationship right that part i I ain't had it okay well you but you've been divorced right well yeah i've been divorced and you 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 owe child support right yeah i owe child support okay but you ain't never had a successful relationship no i never Mm -hmm. but you're calling yourself a relationship expert well yeah Mm -hmm. okay so then that's Mm -hmm. that's not gonna work (laughs) because someone Mm -hmm. at some point you're gonna run into people who aren't looking for you know they're not looking for a fad they're looking for like an actual method or tool that will help them and mm. if you haven't lived the words you speak, you know, you can't help them. And I think that's what helps you stand out above others who have also called themselves, you know, professionals or experts in this industry. You're using experiences from your life and you're right. holding on to those receipts and saying, hey, this is who I am. This is what I have to right. offer. This is why I have this to offer. And here are my receipts. You know? Yes. Yes. I love the term you used. You say it fat. There are so many gimmicky, fatty mm-hmm. type of things popping up, and mm-hmm. not just in the mental health space, but just period. Mm-hmm. And I am focused on building a brand and a legacy and information, leave information to ha- behind that's going to outlive my physical form. I need yeah. people to still be able to, because these stories may be quote unquote old to me, 10, 15, 20 years old, but there's somebody who's 16 now cutting themselves. 
mm-hmm. when I did. You know, there's there's somebody who's 23 now going through uh, manic depression and being a new parent and being stressed out. Like my experiences didn't stop with me, right? right. So I want to make sure that I'm leaving something behind that somebody can pull up 10 years from now and still gleam inspiration from or still gleam um, a, a tip or an idea that sparks a new idea in them so they can make a pivot in their life, right? So mm-hmm. we don't, nah, we're not here to be fads. We're not here to jump on a train. And and I have to remind myself sometimes that when I feel like, oh, so-and-so is getting shine and I know they purping. I'm being mm-hmm. genuine. Why ain't nobody rocking you know, with me, I have to understand that when you're building something that you want to outlive your physical form, it takes time to give that solid foundation and you just stay ready so that when you pop, you ain't got to get ready. And so people don't aren't able to go back and say, wait a minute, (laughs) they just posted on Instagram this. They never do this. This wasn't true. No, I need you to be able to see that I've been on this wave for years. Like Mm -hmm. this is my, this is my life. This is my authentic story and you know what I spent so many years being ashamed of what I've done to myself being ashamed of my scars we ain't about to be ashamed no more I didn't spent most of my life being that not wearing shorts because I didn't want people to look at my thigh or question what happened uh, wearing three-quarter length shirts when it's hot outside because I didn't want people to look at my arm and I have to make up a lot I spent so many years being ashamed and doing that how can I claim to be my authentic self if I'm ashamed and hiding one of the most important times in my life? Yeah. That's like me hiding a child. Like, no, right. we're not going. That's not what we're doing. This well, is people, me. <laughs> and and yeah. what we're so used to, we're so used to accepting what's packaged and branded mm. perfectly in, yeah. in in value that no one wants to look at the dirty business of what's gone on behind the scenes. You know, it's like, for example, like even it's pride month, we're we're coming to the end of pride month and people are like, you know, Oh, pride, pride. Like I'm an advocate or I'm, I'm a ally. And I'm just like, okay, (laughs) but let me tell you why. Cause people are like, Oh, I wish y'all would just stop trying to force that down our, our, our throats. And y'all just want attention. Y'all just want to parade or, you know, and and immediately I'm like, let me give you a dose of reality to help Mm -hmm. you understand why I am prideful of who Mm -hmm. I am and what I represent. And so Mm -hmm. I've been this month, I've been sharing stories of that journey for me. What did it mean to be a gay man in this world for me and why I am prideful of that. And I will not give that up under any circumstances. And so I've been sharing these stories of these painful experiences and these, and I still have many more to share and I got to get them (laughs) right there before the month runs out. And they're like, Freddie, you still talk about this in July, but. uh, Right. (laughs) Man, you'll be No, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. But I'm sharing them and people are like, like I was just taught my partner and my partner's a huge advocate for, you know, telling people what it's like to be a gay man. And, and, we were just talking uh, yesterday, I think, or yesterday morning, and I was reading a uh, response to a Dear Fernie, and at the bottom of it, because it was about bullying and dealing with bullies, and also sometimes the bullies become bullies, but I was discussing and sharing the, my my advice, but then I, at the bottom, I said, look, you know, worst case scenario, if you are in a situation where your life or your physical well-being is on the line and you are at risk of being hurt, you can either choose to fight or you can choose to, to, to back off and run the opposite direction. But it has mm-hmm. to be your choice how you want to deal with it. And in my case, you know, I had a situation where there was a homeless man hanging out in front of my store 
And, you know, he was accosting customers asking for money and it's just our policy you need to ask them to leave and so i did what i did you know plenty of times being a store manager i went out and said hey mister i'm so sorry but uh, you know you're gonna have to leave you can't be hanging around and asking people for money and he immediately caught an attitude with me and got up to my face and he was like you know uh, what the hell did you say or, or shut, shut the hell up faggot like he just immediately went mm. there spit in my face got up to my face mm. spit in my face and called mm. me and like i mean like oh, like spit oh, in my not face from the back of the throat, not just from no. talking but like spit intentionally in my face and called me a faggot as soon as i asked him to leave you know he didn't want to hear it and so he went for a low blow and immediately i reacted and you mm-hmm. know i had years of trauma as a gay kid Mm-hmm. built up and I'm not a violent person I've only had two physical confrontations in my life and this is the second one and mm-hmm. immediately as I reacted I didn't react of like back off back away run I immediately reacted like hell no you're not about to bring this to my face Tur- like Tur- this <laughs> and so imme- I didn't even have to think about it I just reacted and wah, popped him across the face broke his nose he's bleeding ah. everywhere and so that was you know and that was that moment where I was like, okay, what did you, what did you just do? Because you just mm-hmm. busted this man's nose up. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's enough. And I, I was like, okay, that's enough. I do not want this to move forward because that was the end of it. And this is not, I'm not going to lose control of the situation. And so I decided right. I was going to, okay, I'm done. I'm backing away. Now I'm backing away. I've made my point. You've 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 done enough. Back away. And so, but it, instead of walking backwards, I just turned my back on the person. Which was you never want to back. You're not supposed to turn your back. Don't yeah. turn your back on nobody. <laughs> and that's not something I ever learned. But you never turn your back on somebody if you just done pop them one. So I made that mistake. I got my my ass beat. It's on camera. I got the video. It's on. It's a Starbucks security camera. And I'm gonna use that for a lesson in, in trauma recovery because I had to re- recover myself from that trauma. But it was a moment where this is what you have to deal with as a gay man in this world. And so for people to say, you know, you shouldn't be prideful. You should, I'm like, look, this, these are the kinds of situations we have to deal with. You know, we don't just get to have a parade. We get, we earn that. We earn mm-hmm. that. And so this is why, this is mm-hmm. why, this is why. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just want to um, make a point to everyone listening that when we walk a journey of like, healing trauma and enlightenment and being present, that does not mean, Mm -mm. let me be clear, that (laughs) does not mean at all that you can test us, push us, come across us, call our bluff. Just be clear that in that moment, we make a decision to either teach you a lesson or not. I'm a very well-balanced woman. I wear my crystals every day. I meditate. I pray. I journal. I do all these fantastical things, but I also carry a nine millimeter in my purse too. There you go. So it's like yeah. I'm <laughs> but like with the license. I mean, making sure everybody know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm saying that to say this: people have healing so misconstrued, and I think a lot of times, especially minority communities, we stay away from it because we think that oh, if I become healed and I fix this and I overcome this and people going to test me, they're going to think I ain't going to fight back or I'm going to break some mystical rules. No, the universe is balanced as above, so below, yin and yang, in and out. Like it's balanced. You are just in control of which 
end of the spectrum you choose to operate on. And then you understand that when you make your choice, whatever consequence comes from that is, you know, you own up to it, you deal with it. And if we, we notice, I said consequence, I didn't say good or bad or positive or negative because we're taught to put those values on things. Everything just is what it is, but we're taught this is bad. We're taught this is good. We're taught positive. We're taught negative. So sometimes popping somebody in their face and getting mm-hmm. arrested is not a negative consequence for some people because they like, look, I know when I popped them, this is what was going to happen. Right. So let me just do what I got to do <laughs> right. and get up out of here. Right. Versus sometimes it's the most devastating thing to people because of how they're looking at it. So again, for clarity, I'm not advocating violence. What I'm saying is I believe in being balanced. And sometimes, sometimes we do have to sit our crown to the side, right? check somebody, right. <laughs> pick our crown back up and get back on our throne. Yeah. And because we, sometimes it's it's better to walk away and then other times we have to meet people where they are in that moment, but then have enough control of self not to overdo whatever corrective action we're handing out and then be able to get back, you know, on our peace and love and burn some incense. <laughs> now, yeah. peace be with you. Well, you know, I, I'm a huge <laughs> at proponent. You know, we don't live, you know, for for... We don't live in a ideal world, and we will mm-hmm. never do. We will never live with a with with a population or, or a society that is ideal in any way, shape, or form. We have mm-hmm. conflict and duality all over the damn place. And Absolutely. So, living in this world, I acknowledge that there will be times where I can be physically a- and threatened that I may need to be prepared to defend myself, yeah. and there are times where. I can wish for the best, but be prepared for the worst. Period. Just exactly. in case, you know, just, which is why I have a, um, I have a revolver as well, which I don't, I've mm-hmm. never even used it except for, for target practice, but I had one mm-hmm. because in Houston, you, should, you live in a big city mm-hmm. and you grew up in the hood. You better damn well be protected because if Period. someone breaks into your house, <laughs> don't expect, you know, you can call 911, but that, that call ain't going to keep that person from breaking into your house and taking all exactly. your shit or blowing exactly. your heads out. So you need to be prepared for just the worst case scenario. Or throwing and, a few crystals they way. That ain't going to work. Yeah, huh? so they exactly. Work. Exactly. And, and, and I'm not, going to be caught off guard with yeah. this disillusioned mind, mind space and this is which is yeah. brings me back yeah which is brings me back to what i witnessed last year you know some of the most spiritual people that i know lost their shit because of how everything progressed in 2020 and they just all the things that they were able to to use as a way to cope with the realities of life they were able to quote unquote escape those realities of life because of their coping mechanisms. But in 2020, when one of your coping mechanisms is escaping to Alaska and you can't escape. And you can't okay, escape. Uh-huh. What you what you doing now? And if you're uh-huh. breaking down, then maybe we need to work something new out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a great point. Absolutely. That's why I, I'm an advocate <clears throat> of teaching people how to build routines. And that routine is inclusive of various means Mm. (laughs) because if something's taken away from you, Mm -hmm. as you just mentioned, we, we, we can't fall apart. We have to have something else in the arsenal to say, okay, I can't do this right now, but I'm gonna do this until this happens 
or this is just as effective. So that's why I'm a huge advocate too of, of diversifying our skill set. Yeah. yeah, I know how to do this. I'm cool in this. Um, it, it was another reason too why I take so many classes. Yeah. Because I need to know, because if I just say I have these particular things and then I work with someone where this doesn't resonate with them, I don't want them to feel like, oh, well, she said she can help. <laughs> but I'm not bothered <laughs> with this. Mm-hmm. I genuinely know that I'm put here to help people from the mental health spectrum and to help them heal from trauma as well, which is also a, a mental health um, issue as well, right? So yeah. I have to be as versatile as possible. That doesn't mean I have to know everything. That just means I'm going to know a few things very, very well. Now, if I go through my arsenal and then I don't work, then I was not the one sent to, to help and service you. And I'm okay with that. My ego doesn't allow me to help and service people and I'm not being a benefit to them. Yeah. You know, I so, even have a, a small knit of licensed professionals and those quotes that I refer clients to if I feel like um, their their need is out of my scope. So, th- so you got the book coming up, right? So you got the book coming out, which is a, it's a, just basically a reboot of the book that you've already done, but you've added yes. some extra stuff there. Yes, we get a new cover, got a new title. So the first book um, from last year was called Renew Your Mind, Take Charge of Your Mental Health, um, Eight Alternative Ways to Improve Your Quality of Life, right? So it had a title and a subtitle, super long. But then the cover, I realized, this is my first book, <clears throat> doing self-inventory, I realized that it might, have, it might not have communicated the best way what the book was about, right? Right. So, but I did not get that understanding until I was forced to sit down with COVID, right? So that was a mm-hmm. good thing. So now the book is big, pretty, you know, colorful title. Of course, I researched the most popular colors. But now the book, you can look at the cover and tell exactly what I'm teaching. And this book is called Eight Alternative Ways to Heal from Trauma. Mm. That's it. Choose and be more of my authentic self and mm-hmm. show more of what I do on a daily basis. Um, and not just only on quote unquote good days where nothing's happening, but also on quote unquote <clears throat> bad days, really in real time. Okay, this is what I would do in this particular scenario. Right. So, and I didn't do that so much in the first book. I can admit, looking back, that I was kind of nervous per se with. Uh, you know, maybe people who knew me growing up from the religion I was raised in, what they would say, or maybe what friends I would lose, or, you know, those were real fears at the time when I released my first book. And Mm -hmm. like I said, it had a lot of horrible things happen. People lost their lives. You know, so many things have happened from COVID. However, I choose to also believe that a lot of great things happen you is too seasoned because I don't like to say oh you were too seasoned to be worried about what somebody who don't pay no bills you don't lay down with every night is gonna Mm -hmm. say about what you currently do with your life they love who you are today so now make them love which to get you there and if it didn't involve their religious belief then too bad so sad (laughs) like Mm -hmm. so those are thoughts that went into me re-releasing the book, but then also touching on the pandemic and how these same techniques can be used to help people who are having a hard time because of the pandemic. 
these same techniques can be used to help them heal and overcome from experiencing that sort of worldwide trauma as well. So those are just some of the new sprinklings that are in the um, second version or the new version or whatever of the book with the new title, Eight Alternative Ways to Heal from Trauma. So um, that will be available in August of this year. And my website is www.coachvmp.com. And V is not the letter V. It's spelled out V. So it's V-E-E, coachvmp.com. But then also my book will be, as just like the first one, available on Amazon as well in August. The, uh, if you have Kindle, you can download it for free. Um, but then there will also be a paperback available. If the, if the book is ordered from my website, you will get a signed copy of the mm. new book. And uh, yeah, fancy, fancy. And if you're in Cincinnati <laughs> or even Cincinnati or the surrounding areas of Cincinnati, I will be hosting my first um, event in uh, October. And that event is actually going to be called the COVID Reset for Mental Wellness. Yeah. And I came up with that because, as we've talked about, so many people have experienced either an exacerbation of their symptoms from depression or anxiety, or they first were presented with symptoms of depression and anxiety after COVID. And I just think we just need a reset. I think globally we do need a reset, but I'm going to start in my backyard in Cincinnati <laughs> right, right. and just teach people in a fun, engaging, upbeat way on how they can practice mindfulness um, to bring about um, holistic healing and success in their lives, both personally and professionally. So we're going to have vendors and we're going to do some tie-dye and um, learn um, about candle meditation it's, it's and healing stones. It's, it's going to be a fun time. I'm excited. So I'm still in the works of planning that. So that's for October. But the details on that will be on my website as well, www.coachvmp.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook at CoachVMP as well. Awesome, awesome, oh, awesome. And I do have a lifestyle brand. I always forget about that, oh, where you can yeah. wear uh, apparel or accessories that um, celebrate the Mental Health is Sexy brand. And we actually had our first event at Pride, at our Northern Kentucky Pride event here this year, which was so super amazing. Because even before, as you even mentioned, more people start jumping on a bandwagon, being an ally and stuff this year, I already had a rainbow design of my mental health is sexy brand logo because there's people close to me who identify as part of the LGBTQIA community. And so I know firsthand the mental health challenges that go along with um, identifying as quote unquote society's norm or speaking to a parent or coming out or being accepted or not being accepted. Those are all mental health challenges that are presented within the community. So I've been made <laughs> and made myself an ally. So this year we were able to go to NKY Pride. Um, it was super awesome, sold out of stuff. Like, and it even wasn't even about that. It was just, I wanted to be seen and recognized as, hey, this isn't a fad for me. This isn't a bandwagon thing for me. Like, I'm here, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, so that was a really, that was a really fun thing as well. That's so awesome. that website is a uh, coachvmpdesigns.com. And again, we're on Instagram underneath that name and Facebook as well. 